Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with Sadi and Omni. I'm Omni. And I'm Sadi. And today we're talking about left-handed magic, which is a huge subject with lots of different subjects to go over within it. But first, as always, we're going to go over our questions of the weeks. First, Sadi. Um, Sadi, how long have you been practicing and what are your credentials? Oh my I gosh, that's so direct. What are my <laughs> credentials? Okay. Um, well, I'm trying to figure out how to answer that question. Yeah. Um, she's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much self-taught on everything yeah. that I've done. Um, I've never really taken any classes or studied under any, um, like masters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just obsessed with learning and gaining knowledge from all types of spiritual sources. Um, <clears throat> I've read the Bible, um, the Quran. I've studied Hinduism, Buddhism, witchcraft, paganism, Hekka, uh, Taoism, uh, demonolatry, and mm-hmm. demonology, which are two different things. Um, I I've just s- learned about that. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's a big one. Satanism. Um, I've researched a lot about hoodoo mm-hmm. and voodoo. And the list goes on and on. I've also taught myself how to astral project mm-hmm. and lucid dream and things like that. So I've gained a lot of my knowledge from spirit. Yeah. Um, some I mean, of it has come from books. You died. So, I mean, that's had all you death experience. <laughs> you died and got brought back. Um, right. And that's kind of what sent me on my journey in the yeah. first place. But um, I'm just thirsty for any mm-hmm. kind of knowledge that um, that I can get. So that's pretty much my credentials are from spirit, from the deities and the gods and goddesses that I work with personally and the knowledge that I gain from the astral realm. Um yeah, she's yeah, I don't a have any. Bitch. I don't really have any uh, <laughs> certificates or, you know. Um, I don't think you need any. Right. Really. Well, I mean, there are Reiki masters. Yeah. And there are, you know, people who have studied um, certain spiritual things mm-hmm. and been certified. And they do have the credentials yeah. for that. And I just don't happen to have um, anything third dimensionally tangible Yeah. Um, for that. But, yeah, that's yeah. the answer. Like, just from spirit and from experience and yeah. reading and researching and. And I think like, I think that's amazing if, you know, Reiki masters and all that and being certified, um, voodoo priestess and anybody within their craft that's, that's gone up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's amazing, but I also don't think that that makes you any more of, uh, I guess certified. Uh, yeah. I just don't think I have the attention span to, yeah <laughs> to do that. So I'll, I'll get interested in something like say lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and I'll, and I'll max that out. And then I'll move on to something else. And then I'm like, oh, let me learn everything I can learn about Hekka. And then, you know, (coughs) I'll tap into that vibration and that frequency and so on. Right. And I think that's beautiful because it makes you knowledgeable on a lot of different subjects. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to be hyper knowledgeable or know it all about any Mm -hmm. one subject. And I really feel like nobody can really know it all because the more I learn, the the more I know that I don't know shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even like us just talking back and forth, we'll talk about stuff and I'll be like, dude, I didn't know that. Like, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm, I'm a huge believer. So I always talk about I have ADHD brain or whatever. And I always mm-hmm. talk about that because growing up, it's like I would I, I had to learn the hard way. I would rather ask the stupid question 
and know the answer than pretend that I know the answer and be the stupid person. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm calling anyone stupid. But, yeah. you know what I mean? There is mm-hmm. no stupid questions. If you don't know something, say it. Right. Well, I didn't really learn. have anybody to go to for any of those answers. Yeah. So I couldn't ask anybody. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I would have to, you know, tap into my higher self and my yeah. inner strength and then just start studying and learning and trying to master that within myself. So Yeah, and I think for me, I'm just like... I reach out to everyone. I'm like, dude, dude, this happened to me. (laughs) And like, and then I get other people to share their stories with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much like, I'm, I'm reaching out for those roots. You know what I mean? And I mean, my mom was a good rock to have growing up, but I mean, when I started getting back into, um, you know, touching with my Mm -hmm. spiritual path, reaching out to people. But I think like for me, like being a master of anything is kind of boring yeah. to me. Well, unless like, you're which a masturbator, I give that's fun. <laughs> if you're doing it right. right. <laughs> which I mean, I give credit. I give credit to people that they devote their entire life to yeah. one subject or one practice, one spiritual practice. God bless you. You know how you much know? Adderall that would take for me? <laughs> but, but for me, I just, I, I'm like, oh, okay, I learned that. Moving on. Yeah. Like, I, uh, now what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, I read the Bible, and my brother mm-hmm. um, is a minister. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you just can't read the Bible. I didn't and know I'm you like, were, your brother was oh, a minister? That's I was crazy. Like, I was like, it's a fucking book. Yeah. I read books all the time. I can read the fucking Bible. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you need any, you know, tips or <laughs> you said it advice like that. <laughs> or. I can read the motherfucking Bible. <laughs> I can read the Bible, you know, it's a book. So, and he was like, if you need any like advice or whatever. And I'm like, no, this is between me and God right now, because if I'm going to read the Bible, I don't want anybody else giving me their interpretation of it. And that's how I deal with everything that I do. If I'm going to read the Quran, I do it the same way. I don't want anybody to interpret it for me. Yeah. You know, and well, did, I take what resonates know, and I leave the rest. And that's just know how I do it. That, like using the Lord's name in vain isn't saying, oh, God damn it. It's actually um, using the word of God to manipulate other people. It's, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes way more sense than saying, God damn it. It's just a, that's just a word. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I, I actually just learned that not even that long ago. And I was like, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like spending a lot of time on this answer. Oh, no, it's okay. But, um, okay, yeah. But, on, yeah, but then we, you have, because yeah. we need to get into uh, Left Hand Magic. But first, if you guys have any questions or stories you want us to read on the air, feel free to contact us on our social medias. Uh, you can email us at Saudi and Omni at gmail.com. That's S-A-H-D-I. A-N-D-O-M-N-I at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on our Facebook. It's Lion Gates Podcast with Saudi and Omni. Or you can even see our our TikTok that we have. It's called Saudi Omni. And on there, we'll share certain kind of recipes that we talk about in the episode or any book references. Um, We go ahead. We've gotten some feedback that sometimes people are just driving and don't have time to write down this information. And that's totally fine. Uh, We'll go ahead and reference those books and we'll reference those spells um, and try to do as many TikToks as we can. So follow us up on there. All right. So Omni, question of the week. Uh, What would you recommend to other people who are also mothers in the craft and how to incorporate the craft? So recently, me and my family went to on a camping trip and funny enough, it was during, uh, Lionsgate. And if you don't know what Lionsgate is, uh, it's a portal that opens up and all of this fantastical energy comes through straight to you to help manifest stuff. And it's always on eight, eight. So in August, um, 
NA8 symbolizes uh, infinity sign. So it's just all very powerful and connected. Obviously, that's what our podcast is named after is that portal um, because it manifests good things into your life. So um, yeah, so we went camping and... I had a wish ceremony with the kids. Yeah. And we, um, we wrote wishes down or manifestations and we burned them in the fire and Mm -hmm. like, it was a great bonding moment and it's something all my kids will remember. Mm -hmm. And And they can make it a tradition. Yeah. You know, and they can do that with their kids. Yeah. And, and, you know, manifesting and like positive energy and all that instilling that in your children is such great work. Like people, talk to me and they're like, oh, you're so happy and positive all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not like that all the time. But I had a leg up over other people because my mom was like, you just got to visualize that parking spot. Mm -hmm. You just got to think positive. Like she was such a light to me that that rubbed off on me. Right. And I think you should teach your children early. Yes. Because then they're not going to have to play catch up. Yep. When they're 18 years old mm-hmm. or 16 years old and they're coming into their spirituality and yeah. then they just don't have any knowledge on it. Right. I and mean, there are certain things that we, of course, you know, have yeah. to. That's you're not my ta- business. You're not That's grown people yeah. business. You're not going to tell your kids about sex magic, obviously. <laughs> right. But like telling them to be to visualize and manifest, I think is totally harmless. I think it's very healthy and um, important. And you're not brainwashing them into anything. Mm-hmm. Um I am a very big believer on my children. If they get older and want to be Christian or Catholic or Buddha or whatever they want, all I ask them to do is research. Mm -hmm. Don't get brainwashed and pulled into it. I want you to research. I want you to know. And if it resonates with you, you go for it, baby. And I'll support you. Right. Just, and I know this is your question, but no, and and I have grown children and grandchildren, but you got grandbabies, right? I do. Exactly. And, um, what I would say is, when they're old enough to ask a question, they're old enough for an answer. So you could have a seven-year-old that's super advanced and they have a question. They're asking you because you're their parent Mm -hmm. and they really want to know an answer to that. Mm -hmm. You know, don't lie to them or, you know, brush it under the carpet or tell them they're not old enough. Mm -hmm. As an adult, you should be able to figure out a way to give them a direct answer age appropriate for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, or they might not ask that question until they're 12. It all depends on the child. Right. But I feel like if they're old enough to ask a question, they're old enough to get an answer. Yeah. And that's how I base it. I don't really base it on nine or at 12. You can tell them this or at 15, they're able to know that. I think it's individual to the child. My kid's asking if Santa Claus is real. And I'm just like, I never want to lie to him, but I also don't want to be I also am like, um, I don't, I, with, <laughs> I also don't want to be that parent that like Santa Claus isn't real. No, my I kids was mad when I found out my dad lied to me. That was like yeah. my first lie that I ever remember. Like my dad was always honest with me and I trusted him about yes. everything. And then I found out Santa wasn't real and he admitted it. And I was like, you're a fucking liar. Like, oh my God. Yeah, like, how could you lie to me? Yeah. So, the way you know, I, explain, I, I do I it until they're the, like, you know, yeah. until they're able to question it. Hey, yeah. is Santa really w- real? Well, he was. He was based on a real person. <laughs> right. He was. It was. But then old by the Saint time Nick, the second and third kid come, like they already know because they already know because the older ones are like, don't believe mom. She's yeah. full of shit. There's no. Santa yeah, little shits. Little shits. <laughs> right. They be telling. They snitch. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start off left-handed magic with a definition from Wikipedia because why not? Mm-hmm. Um. Because all y'all are going to probably look that up anyways if you don't know what left-handed magic is. Um, 
And Western uh, esoteric beliefs, left-handed and right-hand path, are the difference between two opposing <laughs> opposing approaches to magic. Say that three times fast. This terminology is used in various groups involved in the occult and ceremonial magic. In definitions, the left hand is an is equated with malicious black magic or black shamanism, mm -hmm. while right-hand path is benevolent white magic. Other occultists have criticized this definition, believing left-hand refers merely to different kinds of working and does not necessarily uh, mean good or bad magic, which I totally believe. Um, the difference between the two are desired outcomes of the right to be beside God and to serve him while the left is self uh, deification and bow to no one, which I, I was actually surprised that Wikipedia was so on point with that. What do you think? Right. Um, yeah, it was pretty on point with that. Yeah. But my belief in left-hand magic is pretty much, um, it, it's just, it's just, I feel like it's such a broad spectrum, it you know, really is. there's, there's so <clears throat> many different, um, variations and understandings of it. There's chaos magic. There's, I mean, uh, there's uh, cursing, which we've gone over. There's, there's so much to it. Deities and, mm -hmm. and whatnot, whatnot. I just found out like in our demon knowledge tree book, and I didn't know this, they called demons, um, demons are just basically old gods. And I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. their belief is that all the old gods, you know, Freya, anything good or bad is basically what we call demons today, or like mm -hmm. the Christian Bible calls demons. And I'm like, that's so crazy to me. You know, I, I had no idea about that. And so it was pretty interesting. I didn't resonate with, a, with a lot of that book, but, um, it was interesting to find out about mm -hmm. it. So, yeah. So like, any occult practices, they they believe in, they have the ability to manipulate natural laws for personal benefit. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's a, like you said, that's a really broad spectrum. And some people look at evil and dark as the same thing. And mm -hmm. that's due to fear and lack of knowledge, exactly. pretty much, you know, because you fear what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And once you start to have an understanding of what it actually is, then you're like, okay, that's not terrifying. Exactly. You yeah. Know? Um, so esoteric beliefs and practices um, usually fall outside of the scope of religion. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. So religion is like, you know, they believe one way. It's almost like hive mind mentality, mm -hmm. like herd mentality. Like you need to follow this path. This is the way to heaven. This is the way to salvation. This is the way you go. And everybody believes the same thing. Yep. So in the left hand, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, um... I don't need to follow what you're doing. I yeah. have my own inner compass and it's telling me to do something completely different. Yeah. Um, you're like the entrepreneur of spirituality. Right. <laughs> so like Christianity, the way that they look at it, for instance, but yeah. there's all different religions. I'm just going to use Christianity. Um, up is heaven, down is hell, right is to God, left is to Satan, mm -hmm. uh, right is the collective and left is the individual. And so they believe in like collective consciousness is good. Mm -hmm. And then being an individual is bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can't get there by going on your own path. Right. Like you have to follow our way or you're not going to get there. Our but there's way so the many highway. like <laughs> there's yeah. so many roads to enlightenment. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like yin and yang. 
kind of like like the it's the philosophical concept that describes uh, opposite forces um which are like inter interconnected the universe like creates itself out of primary chaos and um like momentary energy you know mm-hmm. um it kind of reminds me i don't know like you can't have one without the other it's right. it's funny i love the yin and yang because you have a little bit of light in the dark and a little bit of dark in the light and like the dark matter is the fabric of the universe right you know like i don't right it's the energy that brings life it's it's a creative force exactly pretty much and so like i believe that darkness existed before creation yeah like the big bang <laughs> right so even in the bible it says in the beginning god created heaven and earth and the universe was without form and void and then god said let there be light mm-hmm. he said let there be light mm-hmm. there was a vibration he was using his voice yeah. to command light so what I'm imagining is there was darkness, there was dark matter, mm-hmm. and then there was vibration, and then there was light, and then there was creation. Right. So, and even if you look at it, it's like you plant a seed in the ground. Yep. Right. There's and darkness there. Um, the womb is dark. Yep. And, you know, a man uses his sperm to mm-hmm. go into the darkness and create life. Yeah. You know, if if you just kind of like... If you want to know God, I think you should just look around you. Look right. at the universe. Look down to the smallest microscopic atom. Yep. And then see how that relates to the entire cosmos, to the entire universe. Mm-hmm. The universe repeats itself in patterns. It does. Right? Oh, my God. So I heard a story about shrimp. <laughs> and it kind of like, I know that sounds weird, but it kind of like connects to what I'm talking about. Adorable. So <laughs> Little cockroaches of the sea. They really are. <laughs> Ever since I heard that, I can't even eat shrimp anymore. They just poop in them. I can't. I think I was a mermaid in my past life because I can't eat seafood at all. Yeah, but if you were a mermaid, that's all you would have ate was seafood. Oh, exactly. (laughs) So you just got tired of it? Yeah, I'm tired of it. So I heard there's, I can't remember what kind of shrimp it was, but they're in the darkest parts of the ocean and they like snap their claws and they make bubbles. So as soon as they snap, a bubble forms, right? And then when the bubbles pop, it makes a loud snap. And there's a small flash of light. It's like a little sonic shock. That's wave so cool. That goes through. And it's They're supposed like to be to like kill their bitches. prey or like stun their prey or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. So they like send out this little like sonic shock wave. Shrimp ate, and like... like kill their prey. Well, I guess these are different kind of shrimp. They're like in the really dark parts of the oh. ocean and stuff like that. They have like a certain name, but I can't remember it off Bad-ass the top of my shrimp. head. That's what I'm calling them. Right. But the thing is, is science doesn't know how they're doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, how are they making this bubble? And then when it pops, it creates light in the darkest parts of the ocean. That's crazy. It's through vibration. Yeah. So it kind of ties back into the story. God said, let there be light. And, and there there's was light. light. Right. It was a vibration. That Shrimps are that. little gods. And they've reenacted <laughs> it in the labs. That's so cool. They've yeah, used that's vibration to create light. Yeah. So it's kind of like when religion meets science. That's the oh, fucking that is my sweet favorite. spot. Like that that's is my the G spot right there. Yeah, the G spot, you know? the magical G spot is yeah. When science, yeah, when they come together, because right. that is my favorite. Um, I know, <laughs> uh, like the I read this moon book and it's talking about the moon and how I, I know this doesn't have to do with chaos magic or left handed, but real quick, um, science scientific like magic is 
energy that science hasn't proven yet. Like I believe that through and through. That is my mantra because, um, like the moon, how far we are away affects like the, the shoreline and the tides and we are made of water as people. And so you don't think the moon like affects us, like it's scientifically proven, you know? So Mm -hmm. it just, I think that's beautiful. I love when science backs up like what we're talking about and and which practices and magic. And so I don't know. I don't think it's just me. Like, I think we can assume that there was darkness before light. Yeah. It, It makes sense. And darkness is just controlled chaos, right? It brings Mm -hmm. forth life. So I believe that the earth originally was created as a spiritual dimension in higher dimensions. Yeah. And then it fell into the third dimension. Um, That's a cool theory. Right. And then we're... Matter. We're matter. Yeah. Right. And that's the the third dimension. And anything above that is astral. So the fourth, (sighs) fifth, sixth, seventh dimension. That's such a, right. that's so cool. But dark energy transforms things like esoteric, like left hand path, or, you mm-hmm. know, you can call it the crooked path or, yeah. you know, uh, dark or what did they call it? Black shamanistic or something yeah. like that. I mean, there's like a lot of different words for it, but darkness just grows things. Yeah. You know, and does. that's how I look at it. You put a seed in the ground and dark in, in the darkness and it grows. Yeah. And we grow in darkness. Yeah, we do. And like, you know? um, okay, we're like birthed into the light. Yeah. And we don't realize, you know, it's a lot of our dark times that make us grow the most, you know? Oh, that's true. Too. Yeah. Like, you know, when people, what pushed me into my, my spiritual path so violently was, you know, being through going through, uh, a divorce and mm-hmm. finding myself. And I don't feel like people really find themselves as well as they do when they go through something you know, they, they go through something dark. So, I mean, it's kind of like rebirth, kind of like a butterfly, Mm -hmm. you know, a caterpillar goes into a, and talking about chaos magic. I mean, look at the chaos that exactly what you're talking about, like the caterpillar and the butterfly. I know. I just keep thinking. And they have to completely dissolve. Yeah. Isn't that the caterpillar to become (laughs) the butterfly? It's beautiful. It is beautiful. (laughs) And can you imagine the pain and like just completely dissolving and how many times we do that? The more like spiritual birthing. you, exactly. Yeah. Birthing process. You were saying this to me about something completely different, but this mm-hmm. really ties in and really resonates mm-hmm. is that when you go through birth, like you are, are in so much pain, but the baby's in pain. The baby's in pain too. Sometimes yeah. the babies have get broken arms and yep. collarbones and even fractures on yeah. their heads. My like, son's head was like a straight cone. Head. Every, every time the, the woman is having a contraction, she's in this unbearable pain, but mm-hmm. her baby's also feeling pain too. Mm-hmm. And so through it, it's like a transformation process. Yeah. You're portaling some yeah, you a being a, from, yeah, you got a portal between your legs. <laughs> That's why I don't let any right. man disrespect me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motherfucker. But any kind portal. of transformation is, mm-hmm. you know, usually painful. Yeah, that you is know? true. And then it births you into a different consciousness. It births you and then into you're a, a new butterfly. way of thinking. You're transforming, and then you're a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. that is. <laughs> I love or how you're we're like flower. coming to this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, this is so. Uh-huh. This is amazing. Um, we were talking about plants for a second. Of course, I love plants. So um, I wanted to go over. So I have a couple books on. I have one that says uh, "Plants That Kill." Um, by Liz, uh, Elizabeth A. Dauncey and Sonny Larson, or um, a book called Poison by Ben Hubbard. 
I'll put those on my TikTok so y'all can see them. Um, they got a lot of information about plants that are poisonous or killer plants. Obviously, it's in the title. And I didn't get these books so I can poison anybody yet. But. <laughs> you said yet. Yet. Wait, are you going to teach people how to poison no. people? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. No, wait, no, no, no. What are we doing? No, but I think you have to really learn um both sides of the coin like you know how the yin and the going yin. today yeah like you have to learn yeah i know <laughs> when you have a bad day no <laughs> no you have to learn both sides of the coin you have to learn the, the yin and the yang because mm-hmm. like we were talking about like the the darkness you, you won't know that there's light without darkness and um so i really want to learn about all about the plants like well first of all for safety <laughs> so like don't ingest hemlock that's pretty commonly known not to do that um that's one of the plants they talk about but then also there's like paralytic plants and you know i'm sure back a couple hundred years ago they would they would eat those and be like oh my god they're they're awful they're evil and you know probably burn somebody at the stake for them but nowadays <laughs> like for medicine those are important mm-hmm. if you think mm-hmm. about I'm trying, I'm like so much information. So, uh, we were talking about earlier about the plants and how they have medicinal uses, or maybe it was in a different episode, but, um, the, the way, oh, we're talking about science. That's what made me think about it. Um, the way that science (laughs) magic is, oh, I love this thing. So yeah, without science and the way that, um, plants uses, like medically came about wasn't because of science because back in the day there wasn't much science going Mm -hmm. on it was shamans and witches that would go through and be like the plants talk to me and this is what they're good for and science has gone through over time and proved that again and Mm -hmm. again and again and And yes and so i'm getting goosebumps because i have Mm -hmm. such a i'm so horny for plants i swear (laughs) but (laughs) so um you know, you look at like a plant, plants that kill or plants that are scary. Um, I mean, look at mushrooms. 200 years ago, you take these mushrooms and you go on a trip and you time travel and you or you speak to a deity and you think you're you're going crazy and out of your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you told anybody you're going out of your mind, you're a witch, you get burned at the stake. I'm talking a million miles an hour. I know I am because I'm excited. But nowadays, like really, you, you take you know, a mushroom Mm -hmm. and there's some that are just tasty. There's others that you take and you have a really out of body experience or you, um, have like a real spiritual experience with, you know, a deity, Mm -hmm. your, your spirit guides, your higher self. Um, I just think it's so amazing because it's crazy how the same things can be used. Like there's like a thousands of mushrooms, I don't know a whole bunch about mushrooms. I do not forage them because I don't know too much about them. I don't know enough about them to be safe. However, I think they're so fascinating. Um, if you think about like like alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. as a bartender myself, a mixologist, like mm-hmm. alcohol, we drink that and, you know, we get buzzed or we get blackout drunk. Well, yeah. So it's funny because in every episode we've had herbal teas mm-hmm. as we're doing this episode. And oh, tonight yeah. we're drinking beer. We are. So we're a little bit tipsy tonight. <laughs> Just a little. Um, it's but it kind of ties we're basic in. white bitches. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So when it comes to alcohol, um, it's supposed to, it's an, actually an antidepressant mm-hmm. or a depressant, not yeah. antidepressant. Um, 
And when people have blackouts, it's really easy for spirits, demonic spirit um, spirits to jump into your body because you're oh kind of like God. an open portal. I was actually at a concert last Halloween and I had had a few drinks, but I wasn't really drunk. Yeah. And we were on the second floor and we could see everybody just dancing. And it was it was a whole vibe. Like yeah. it looked like people were just kind of like chanting and casting spells and the way they were dancing and yeah. flowing, just like beautiful. And a guy came up to me and he kind of bumped into me and he spilt his beer on me. And I could tell he was like really fucked up. <laughs> and he's in the middle of like talking to me. We're having like a conversation. And then he stopped. And I saw this dark shadow. And I've never seen anybody become possessed before. Oh, my God. I saw this dark shadow come up beside him and go into his body. And at the exact same moment, he stopped mid-sentence. And his eyes shifted. His his look completely changed. He's like, what was I talking about? Oh. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Um, no. So I talked to him for a few more minutes because I was like, this is fucking interesting. Yeah, I was like, it's Saudi, so of course she's not scared. So I, <laughs> so I feel like he was blackout drunk at that moment. And I yeah. just happened like to catch it at the right moment where I actually saw a spirit, spirit jump into him. jump into his body. And That's so when you crazy. do when people have blackouts and they're like, I can't believe I did that, I would never do that. Well, <sighs> maybe you had a spirit jump in you and they have control, they have and they have um, access to your recent memories and things like that. Right. So when they're in your body, they can kind of connect with like, oh, who your boyfriend is or who your friends are or whatever. Yeah. But you're like this completely different person. And there's a reason for that. That's crazy. So, oh, <laughs> left yeah. hand magic tonight. Uh -huh. And we're drinking beer. So yeah, we are. <laughs> Letting we the spirits in. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. We are not blackout. No, we are not. We are not. But we are white girl wasted on our way <laughs> just a few well i'm a lightweight so <laughs> i'm like speak for yourself yeah i was like i'm a, i'm a lightweight so <laughs> mm. but um i don't even remember where we were oh we were talking about <laughs> yeah okay so we were talking about alcohol and how mm -hmm. how alcohol is derived from certain plants that get you in toxic like it is a poison like i i, I laugh true. about it it's a poison mm -hmm. and we all drink it willingly so that we feel some type of way and if you drink mm -hmm. too much you get sick i mean i can't drink tequila to this day because i was young and stupid i probably had we've all had those moments oh like somebody God. has an alcohol out there that they just cannot drink uh, because no of <laughs> no I, I had several demons probably gangbang mm -hmm. me that night because i was gone <laughs> i was so gone i can't drink this uh, was 19 years ago and i can't drink tequila to this day but when it comes to like <laughs> I don't know. So, like, I was just thinking when it comes to, like, left-hand magic, mm -hmm. it's – there's such, like, a broad spectrum on that. Like, even yeah. shadow work yeah. can be considered left-hand magic mm -hmm. because you're trying to transmute or change your trauma into something better. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Because sometimes and, – and sometimes when you're doing shadow work, you get into some dark stuff just to mm -hmm. get – Get right, better. you have to go through the darkness to see the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, also, I'm really into like Hinduism mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I've studied it for years, and usually the feminine is depicted by um, the left hand. Yeah, and the gods are the males are depicted as the right hand. Mm -hmm. They're usually connected to like the sun, and the women are connected to the moon. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And so even if you look at like pictures of um, Buddhism and like Hindu um, 
paintings and stuff like that, the goddess is always placed on the left side of the male deity, or she sits on like his left lap. I never noticed right? that. On the left side, or he has his arm like around her left side. Or even That's like some of them, he's like grabbing her left boob. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Dirty men. Right. <laughs> we like it. And so they say that the right is order and the left is disorder. Hell yeah. Have you seen a woman? Like, we have to literally, that's, you know what? That's probably why we're so good at multitasking. Right. Because we're chaotic. (laughs) But I mean, one leads to unity and the other to disunity. Yeah. But they both lead to the same place, which is enlightenment. Right. Right. So I feel like that's why I'm kind of more middle path. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I'm ambidextrous. Yeah. Like, I can, I can resonate with rituals. And different yeah. things that you do like that. Um, but I also kind of have my own path. And I'm like, well, if yeah. that resonates with me, it resonates with me. And I can take like four or five different mm-hmm. cultural <laughs> um, yeah. practices and put them into one thing. And I'm like, oh, that feels right. Yeah, I like I like the rituals, but I like making up my own. Like, um, okay, so you were talking about Buddha and, and Buddhism. And like Buddha, I learned that, you know, he... He, he said neither is the right way because he was really rich and abundance mm-hmm. and riches at one point and then he lived very poorly at one point and starved himself and then he sat underneath the well yeah the, he ran away yeah and then he ran to be on his own yeah right, and then, to figure out life and he had been like trapped in this like right right oh. in this like palace or something like that yeah he'd been pr- protected Oh, oh, she spilled the beer. She spilled the, the beer. beer. It's the spirit. It is the spirit that was it wasn't not me. It was my spirit, guys. Like, you don't need any more of it. But no, Buddha, like, um, sat under the tree that was uh, not enchanted, but, like, with a familiar. It was a spirit, which is familiar. And, well, God, we got to do an episode on familiars because I love it. But, um, and they basically enlightened him to let him know that, you know, hey, neither, both, both paths are right because you cannot... You can't deny yourself everything, but indulge yourself with everything. And it kind of goes, kind of reminds me of the tree of life, Mm -hmm. like where you have to flow into one to get to the other. And, um, there is no wrong and there is no right. You need to have both equals. I'm such a Libra. So I'm all about the Libra scales. Mm -hmm. You have to have both to really get into. And the middle path is more complex. It is. So if you're, if you're just like kind of like a rebel and you're like, I'm all left hand and you're into chaos (laughs) magic and you're just like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. You could even be an atheist. Right. And that would tap into like some forms of chaos magic and things like that. Yeah. Um, And then, like you were saying, like Buddha took the the he didn't even take the middle way. He said that um, what was it? Emphasis on the right or left? Yeah, is you're missing the point, right? If you're doing that, you know, if you um, do both equally, you you lead to enlightenment, right? Well, he was just saying that you don't focus on either or. Yeah, you know, it's more of like a a different kind. Your of, inner voice, mm-hmm. more like an inner voice. That makes just, sense. He was more like a philosopher. Yeah. You know, and just looking at everything for what it was. He was an old timey yeah. hippie. <laughs> <He was. laughs> but the middle is like way more complex and it borders on like order and chaos where and that's where creativity happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, we're all playing this game. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like we're playing the game of life when we come into these avatar and our souls come into our avatars. Mm-hmm. And some people 
they came into it like ready to play the fucking game. Yeah. They're going to play by the rules. And like, if you're, if you're cheating or they think you're cheating or you're doing it wrong, they're going to get out the book or the oh Bible or something. And they're going to be like this, look here, this is the directions. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is why me and my this, partner can't play this go is, fish this no is, more. <laughs> this is why, you know, look here, like this is, this is the guidebook and these yeah. are the direction. These are the rules and you have to play by the rules and everybody has to play the game the same way or it's no fun. <laughs> and then you got the other people that are like, um, well, I kind of understand the rules and I'll play by them. But what if instead of like when I land on jail, you show me your titties. Yeah. Those <laughs> right? are called the fun people. So right. the life's well, of the I'm party. Not saying, <laughs> not saying left hand can be fun. Yes. Um, so, you know, and then you're like, okay, we're going to make up our own rules. Yep. Yeah. Right? We'll kind of use this as a guideline as That's some me. kind of like, you it's know, me when I guideline. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then, but you're playing the game, you make your own rules. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe you just made something better. You just change the rules. Right. You know, and that is the creative force. Right. You know, to play this game. And then, you know, who knows what could happen from there? Yeah. And I feel like um, everybody's creative in their own way. Mm -hmm. And so, especially bringing into like the craft that's, um, that caters to, uh, like we said, entrepreneurship, you know, like, um, left-handed people are the entrepreneurs of the craft because mm-hmm. if everybody played by the same rules all the time, we'd right. be back in the dark ages, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the left-handed people, they don't take the rules as seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're independent women and men. <laughs> right. And men. <laughs> but, right. um, I know we were talking about, um, Okay, so like we we talk about left-handed, um, we talk about casting, but we haven't really talked about paganism so much. And like when it comes to DDs for them, um, you know, there's different ways that that left-handed come in to them. Okay, so like we were talking about um, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas is based on a pagan holiday, and um, and I think. <laughs> They brought, yeah, they brought in, they brought in, the Christians brought in, you know, Christmas because they wanted to celebrate their God, but they wanted to do it on a day that everybody else already celebrated anyways. Mm -hmm. And it's because they didn't understand the chaos. So when it comes to like deities, um, you can include them on your chaos uh, magic or like, how do you honor your deities? Because I know you have. So I work with. (laughs) I work with quite a few deities. I have shrines all mm-hmm. over my house. And um, one of them is Lord Ganesha. Mm-hmm. And um, I follow him a lot. I've meditated with him and I've met him. Mm-hmm. I've met his energy. Um, and he likes pastries. He likes desserts. Me too. You know? <laughs> Me too. So I always try to put like, <laughs> you know, flowers on his shrine and, um, you know, give him positive energy and, you know, just acknowledge that he's there yeah and um and i and i feed him a lot Um, can i be a god but then there's other (laughs) like there's loas or there's other uh darker right right right, they're way different they are represented through um voodoo yeah um which i'm not a voodoo practitioner because you have to be ordained into that and pretty much anyone can get into voodoo um, regardless of your race right which um, that is a misconception right it's very rare for yeah. someone that doesn't have African blood to get into that yeah. but it can be done it's kind of like when somebody converts to um, being um, 
into Judaism, mm-hmm. right? Or Hinduism or anything right. like that. Like, um, you can be welcome because it is a religion. Right. Hoodoo is completely different. We can talk yeah. about hoodoo um, later. But with, like, some of the deities, you know, you bring them uh, with the Loas. It's not really like you're worshiping them. Mm-hmm. You're going to get what you give to them. So you want to develop a relationship and a rapport with them. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like I'll pay you this and then you give me that. Right. If you have a good relationship with um, certain ones. And so you can give them like whiskey and like, but if you cigars and well, yeah, you have to be respectful as fuck. Yeah. You know, when it comes to you're dealing with darker energies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you need to kind of be careful. It's just like with people. Yeah. You know, you go down to some shady parts of Portland. Yeah. You know, don't go in there with the wrong attitude. Right. You know, because they will fuck you up. Yeah. I don't I'm care what. If you, go in, if, you <laughs> right. go, if you go in the South Side and then, mm-hmm. I mean, especially because this is rooted in race, right. you know, especially as a white person mm-hmm. and you don't have. Yeah, you have to come with something. Yeah. You can't just walk up to them and just be like, hey, can you do me this favor? With your privilege. Right. And th- with your privilege. Right. Yeah. And then they're going to look at you like, first of all, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And uh, Karen. second of all, what do you have for me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Would you right, bring Becky? Me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Becky yeah. with a good so, hair. <laughs> so, yeah, like you have to come correct. And like every deity or Loa that I work with, I don't ask them for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I build a rapport with them so right. they know who I am. I give them offerings. And if I ever need them, they'll help me. Right. You know, we've already kind of made that deal. Yeah. Um, but yes. hopefully I don't have to use them. Right. You know, but I'm still going to give them offerings and respect and stuff like that. Right. So um, there's a difference between. So everybody always pairs hoodoo and voodoo together. Yeah. And hoodoo is is very different. Like voodoo is to to put into perspective mm-hmm. voodoo is like you know how people are like oh witch and wicca no witchcraft and wicca are completely different right. wicca is a religion mm-hmm. witchcraft is more spirituality and just because they sound like alike a lot of people would be like oh hoodoo voodoo stuff yeah and i really don't like that yeah. because um and i am coming as a white woman. Right. Um, I have a little bit of African and Egyptian in my DNA, but I don't feel like it's enough to connect me to the trauma. Right. And the, the trauma that it's brought from through slavery, right? Right. Through slavery. Mm -hmm. And, um, so with hoodoo Mm -hmm. and voodoo, um, I've learned a lot about hoodoo Mm -hmm. and I can research and I can gain knowledge from that, but I cannot practice that. Right. Because that came from slavery. Yeah. That came from trauma. That was something that was developed to protect from the horrible things mm-hmm. that happened to these people and are still happening in today's day and age. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it isn't over yet. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it's by a not. Long shot. I know, and then also hoodoo is um, because because I've all also like read into it, and as a white woman, I don't practice, but I mm-hmm. like to. I think with knowledge um, comes understanding, and like I said, lack of knowledge breeds fear, and when especially when it comes to race, mm-hmm. I mean with anything, but especially with race. Right. Um, and so I've read into it, and my understanding was these root workers got <laughs> got pulled from. Africa and they got kidnapped. Yeah. got kidnapped and brought to America Mm -hmm. and, um, 
traumatized and beat and whatnot, but their magic had to change because their surroundings changed. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the herbs that they used to work with, they couldn't anymore. So it adapted. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot. And they were forced into Christianity too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they had their own religion. Yeah. You know, and then they got here and not only were they being oppressed in a million different ways, but they were having their spirituality stripped from them and they were forced to practice a religion they did not Mm -hmm. resonate with. Right. And that's why there is a humongous difference between hoodoo and voodoo. And even though they both date back to Africa and, um, and the one is a religion and the other one is a dna right like a a practice within a a culture within a a culture yes right so as a white woman i can um give thanks and credit i can research and i can gain knowledge Mm -hmm. on hoodoo all i want to but it's all about tapping into your ancestors right mm-hmm. so if i don't have ancestors that are connected to that yeah, if I you're white your ancestors I, were I can't slave owners practice it <laughs> yeah you know what i mean then that might be hard for some you know people to understand yeah. that that you can't do hoodoo yeah it's tough you, shit <laughs> yeah sorry that's one thing you can't have yeah. you know what i mean because your but ancestors get, were slave owners get over it like <laughs> or even not you know like I, when i did my dna like most of my dna is like russian mm-hmm. and um and <laughs> irish and stuff like that and yeah. so when i date it back i don't believe that really any of my ancestors were slave owners you know um i could be wrong but i haven't found that right but that's not the point the right. point is i don't have any ancestors that were connected to the slave trade yes. and to Africa yeah. and, and, and have that trauma in my family line. That is to heal ancestral trauma. Right. That's what hoodoo is for, is for protection. Yeah. And it's still used for protection to this day. Right. For black people. Well, and not only You know that, what I mean? So like, it's like, and, and a lot of people, like, they don't understand. They're like, oh, yeah. And they throw hoodoo around. And yeah. And like. And it's disrespectful. It, it, it's hella disrespectful. Yeah. And like. You're co- and that's where I'm coming from, too. Like, you have to have knowledge. Yep. You know, and it's not that it's racist. It's not racist. Like, oh, this is reverse racism. And the black <laughs> people are saying white people can't join this group. Yeah. And I'm like, you're you own every you, other group. You don't Becky. understand <laughs> that you don't have trauma in that line. Yeah. So you can't do it. It wasn't it, just that. Not, but like root workers had to take on um, a lot of practice of the Native Americans and mm-hmm. um, because they were forced into America. So the Native Americans, which are another like, uh, you know, right. uh, another minority group that were horribly treated and slaved and enslaved and murdered and, you know, whatnot. And so there's trauma with that. And so um, <laughs> it's like... W- you, if you weren't a, a slave, even if your if your ancestors were slave owners, mm-hmm. then it's up to you to break that cycle. That right. ancestry, you know, we, we were talking about cursing, right? Yep, and generational curses. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your job to break that generational curse. Mm-hmm. And we talk about you know uh, systemic racism and not and whatnot, you know, as a white person, yeah, use your, use your privilege to protect the minorities. Right, and it's not just white people. You can't be Asian or it, Middle yeah, Eastern or it. Mexican either and do hoodoo. You just can't. Yeah, exactly. That's you a have great your point. own traumas, yeah. you know, tap into your, your own, uh, ancestors and right. what needs to be healed within that. Because we talk about 
um, what our DNA is attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are like, well, what if I was black in a previous life? Or what if I was, you know, it yeah. still doesn't matter because it's not attached to your DNA. No. But yeah. you can still do work with um, lifetimes, previous lifetimes and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but in this lifetime, if your DNA doesn't connect, then you just can't do it. Right. That's all there is. Then you have, to, it's, it's not really just simple. that you can't it's do not, it, it's that you have other shit to work on. But you can't because you can't call on the ancestors. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't. Right. Let me let me make that clear. You right. cannot. But also, it you also cannot because you have other shit to work on. Mm-hmm. If you were born a white person, right. you have other shit to work on. Right. Focus on your own shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> yeah, you have like a lot of um, ancestral trauma. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You yeah. know, just because of like where we are in existence in right. this point in time. Um, oh, I was bringing up, uh, <laughs> I was bringing up how um, their, I, I know a lot of their um, root work and stuff got, um, we're talking about hoodoo, uh, root work got changed when they got moved to um, America. Uh, so there is a lot of ingredients, um, a lot of herbs and, and whatnot that is hoodoo. Now it doesn't mean you can't use those herbs, but it does mean that you need to respect the, the religion, not religion, the, what would we call it? Um, the tradition behind it. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like the native American saging, you know, Mm -hmm. like my mom's, my mom's side of the family is native. Um, she is not part of like a tribe, but her, her ancestral tribe is out of Kentucky. And the way that saging was, um, explained to me when I was little was that that is a ceremony, Mm -hmm. um, that native Americans do. And they happen to use sage plant as a big part of that. And it's a sacred plant to the native Americans. However, it does not mean that nobody else can use sage, but I would suggest growing it yourself or buying it ethically Mm -hmm. because you know or just ask the herb if it's okay amen yeah you know because nobody can tell you that you can't use sage and i understand where that comes from because it's just like with hoodoo Mm -hmm. it's like are you stealing that from me but it's an herb that you know we might use in wiccan or we might use in other practices but it's a misconception like saging and then when you really get close to your herbs you can ask your herbs hey is this okay for me to be using this Right. right now and they'll tell you yeah, but if you say, I'm going to go sage my house, you sound like an idiot. That's mm-hmm. what my mom explained to me. She's right. like, no, you just sound stupid because it's saging is an actual ceremony. But smoke cleansing with sage is completely different because you right. don't know the ceremony because you're not Native American and you're not part of the tribe. Exactly. So just education is what we're preaching oh. at you. Be educated and be respectful. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Do we have anything else to cover before we wrap up? I think. Oh. We- I have one more thing. <laughs> um, we were talking about, um, we bounced around just a little bit, um, which is totally fine. Uh, we were talking about um, Buddha and he was big on karma. And I know some people don't believe in karma. Some do. My mom ingrained that into me. So it is whatever. When you are in chaos or left-handed magic, you don't believe in it. Um, I'm middle of the road. So it's more complex. Like we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, I don't think, like, if you put something into this universe now, I don't think necessarily you'll get it back in this lifetime. I do think that builds on to you, you know, in the next life. It's like, okay, well, she was a good person and, you know, she's just had a shitty life. Well, you know what? Maybe she wasn't – maybe she did some stuff in her last life that she needs to learn from. Mm -hmm. But really what I like to do (laughs) – so I'll tell this story and then we'll wrap up. But um, I have a friend and she's been – 
she works and her boss is just a horrible person mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, um, I'm talking, I've been talking to her for a year and a half, like almost every day. And this boss just kind of tortures her. She gaslights her. She makes friends with all the other employees and just, she's just rotten to her. And finally, after hearing this after months and months and months, and my friend is very sweet, very nice, like bought her roses for no reason, just to be like nice. And she's like, Oh, you shouldn't have. And like left them on the counter to get like rotten in front of everybody and just really humiliates her. And I finally got to the point where it takes a lot for me to be like, first of all, I don't really ever hex for anybody else. I don't. I hardly hex for myself because, you know, I learned a hard lesson. Mm-hmm. However, I was like, give me this bitch's name. <laughs> and I I didn't necessarily do a hexing. Um, I did a karmic spell and I actually put on her TikTok, but I didn't show her picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe I'll go more in depth um, and post another TikTok about like the wording and stuff. Um, but I really went with my gut on it and it all had to do with karma because it was like, well, I want her to get what's coming to her. And so I, um, had her picture. Um, I used three knots. I used green candle. I used everything to do with karma. Um, you know, I made that stuff potent, everything. Um, (laughs) and I basically called the universe to, to her to be like, look, this is what she's doing. And karma needs to come to her. Fun fact. Uh, when three times three is like a big thing, you know, since I think the craft, the movie, the craft Mm -hmm. and three times three was not meant like as a karma thing. It was meant to, if somebody is, is hexing you, you call on three times three to give it back to him threefold. Mm-hmm. It's a reversal spell because then it's supposed to teach him a lesson to not hex people or hex you or right. whatever. So it's like a karmic spell, a reversal spell as since we were talking about him, um, since we've been talking about him. But anyway, so basically I did a karmic spell on her. And the next day my friend is like, um, my boss just went home sick. And I was like, Oh, well, that means she was talking shit about you mm-hmm. and she was not doing what she, she, she lives in a different country. So HR is way different. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that means she was talking bad about you. She's like, I can't thank you enough. Like I owe you the world. I mean, you don't owe me anything. She's getting what she deserves. Mm-hmm. And I'm hope, hoping at the end of the day, because I'm middle of the road that she learns a lesson. But if I was mm-hmm. a chaos, witch or left-handed, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck that bitch. I will hex her and nothing will come back on me. Cause I don't believe mm-hmm. in karma. <laughs> right. But, um, but I'm, I mean, the way that I think is <clears throat> when it comes to karma mm-hmm. is that sometimes karma just takes its time and yeah. you might not even get to see it in this lifetime. That's what I'm like, saying. I've heard stories about like, um, I heard this one story where this guy ended up being falsely accused for raping and murdering somebody oh. and he really didn't do it. Yeah. But his grandfather was a rapist and a murderer and never got caught. There was accusations all over the place, but he just never got tried and convicted. And so it skipped a generation. And then this poor kid, like 19 years old, ends up getting mistaken for somebody else and spending like five years in prison for committing a crime that they ended up proving that he didn't even do. So sometimes karma really does take its time and just will like they'll fuck with your kids or they'll fuck with. It's generational curses, right? It is generational like curses and shit like that. 
Well, like, so my ex, you I don't talking- see anything wrong with the speeding the process of karma oh. up just a little <laughs> bit in certain cases. You know, I use my yeah. judgment and my intuition. Um, but there are some times when I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll flip this over. Yeah, I didn't feel you know, guilty like for bit. Bruce. <laughs> yeah, for Bruce. We will for all Bruce. do Love anything Bruce. for Bruce. He's the sweetest ever. <laughs> Um, okay, so we are going to wrap this episode up. Um, you can join us next week where we talk about our past, our path, and our present. And we will see you then. All right, namaste. Bye.